to save six figures with Gina Knox, the podcast where I coach you on how to save $100,000 by optimizing your cash flow. Hello, savers, and welcome back to the podcast. We have so much to catch up on. Woo, okay. We just closed out a, another phenomenal launch of Six Figure Saver. We welcomed in so many amazing entrepreneurs who are already adding so much to our community. In Six Figure Saver, we kicked off our Cash Camp Challenge, which is our summer personal finance challenge. It's like a cash, it's like a camp for your money. I'm very excited about that. We're already getting going on that. And just oh, so much. I feel like I have been launching back to back this year. I did a launch in February, April, and then June. And now I'm just taking a beat. I have all of July, all of August, basically all of September off from launching. And I'm excited to just be in my business. And not that I ever wasn't, but I'm excited to be with my clients and coach and get coached. I'm going to New York next week for my mastermind the mastermind that I am a participant of, and I'm gonna get my brain coached so much. I'm so excited. And um, and yeah, everything is just kind of like, I'm ready for a slower summer. I'm ready to do cash camp. And then I'm gonna go on vacation with my family and just soak up the sun and relax. So lots and lots of things going on over here in the Knox household. <laughs> um, but today I wanna talk about financial shame. Financial shame is such a nuanced and important topic. And I think as a leader of a group program all around money, I'm really sensitive to when my clients are experiencing financial shame. Because when they are, they usually start hiding. They stop showing up to the coaching calls as much. They stop participating in Slack as much. They don't submit their cash flow reviews and get their finances reviewed by us as much. And I start to notice that they're hiding. And now I know it's really normal for us to engage in our group programs differently throughout the year because we have busy lives and we're not always available to engage 100%. I'm not talking about that though. I'm talking about when I notice that my clients are feeling like they should be ashamed about something with their money, so they stop asking for help. And that is a really big problem for me, right? I, I think as a coach, it is my job to foster a community where all of my clients don't feel judged. They don't feel at like if they were to show up with any question or any circumstance that they would feel less than. So it's something that I really take very seriously as a coach. And I've been noticing, you know, um, when, when I'm looking at the clients who I feel like are improving a lot and the clients who are doing really well, one of the patterns that I notice is those clients are consistently getting coached. They're consistently coming and getting coached no matter what. They're getting coached when things are going wrong, quote unquote. They're getting coached when they don't have anything to get coached on, but they're constantly showing up. And so, and I'm noticing the dividends paying off, right? I'm noticing how much faster they're getting at saving and how their saving submissions are getting bigger and bigger. And it's something that I've been thinking about because if I want to help more of my clients experience that, I think we need to get to the root. And I think sometimes... The root is shame, because when we're feeling shameful, we hide and we avoid. So in this episode, we're going to dissect 
financial shame. We're going to talk about what it is. Um, We're going to talk about how to process it and how to move past it. And we're going to talk about what happens when you do that. Um, This episode can be used in your life for any of the programs that you're a part of. It doesn't just have to be financial shame. It can also be applied to any of the other programs that you're in. Um, So take a listen. I hope this is really helpful. Let's dive in. So the first thing we got to do is we have to know what shame is. We have to define it. So I looked it up on Google. I love definitions. I find them to be very, very helpful. And the definition of the word shame is as follows. A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Now, this is so interesting because really there's two parts to this definition, right? The first part is the painful feeling of humiliation or distress. So shame is a feeling I have in my body and the feeling is humiliation. So I'm embarrassed about something or distress. And then the second part of this definition is what really caught my eye. Caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So the reason why I'm feeling humiliation or distress is because I am conscious of behavior that I did that was wrong or foolish. Another way of saying that is I believe I did something wrong, right? And if I believe I did something wrong, I might feel humiliated or I might feel distress. Now, there, there's a couple things here. First, in my experience with financial shame, 90% of the time, you didn't do anything wrong or foolish. You just believe that you did. And the reason you believe that you did is a couple reasons, right? We, we have stories that we hear societally. Maybe you believe you did something wrong because of something that your parents told you over and over again. Maybe you believe you did something wrong because you think other people aren't doing that thing and it's just you. And 90% of the time, we, the only thing we need to do is normalize that what you did or your behavior is not wrong or foolish, I think so much of my work, so much of what I strive to do is that. When you guys hear me talk about, you know, debt is just a tool. It's morally neutral. It doesn't mean anything bad about you. You having debt does not necessarily mean you did something wrong or foolish. You having debt, you could have debt and do something very right and do something very thoughtfully right? Debt by itself does not indicate if you did something wrong or foolish, but most of the time we think it does, right? That's why I talk about how I have debt very intentionally. And I don't feel ashamed by it because I don't believe I did anything wrong or foolish. But when we think debt means I'm bad, then we feel shame. The same goes for our income, right? This is why I talk so much about variable income being normal, So many entrepreneurs, especially if you're newer in the first couple years, we think, oh, I have inconsistent income because I did something wrong. I did something foolish. I didn't do the sales correctly. My content is wrong. (laughs) My sales call went bad because I did something foolish. My launch didn't go well because my emails did something. I did something wrong there, right? Like we think 
in the fact that we have inconsistent income is our fault. When in reality, inconsistent income is normal. It is not just normal. It's like the norm. (laughs) I have been on the back end of over 500 businesses and I've never seen a business that makes the same amount of money every month. That's just not a thing. So if you didn't believe you did anything wrong or foolish, then you wouldn't feel humiliated or distressed and you wouldn't feel shame, right? Now, let's talk about the other the other percent, right? Let's say you did do something wrong or foolish, however you want to define if you did something wrong or foolish. There's a couple things we can do. First, just because you did something wrong doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just because you did something foolish financially doesn't mean you are cursed to be bad with money or you, it doesn't mean that you have to take on an identity. Just because you made a mistake financially doesn't mean you can't, you have impulse control problems or you can't ever seem to get out of debt or you're bad with money or you're bad with math or I just can't do spreadsheets, right? You making a mistake or doing something foolish doesn't have to mean that's your whole identity. That's number one. Number two, like I said, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We all do silly, foolish things, right? So if you did do something financially wrong or foolish, first of all, how can we remedy that, right? Do I need to make an apology to someone? Do I need to go back and tweak my system so that it works better next time? Do I need to ask for clarification from my coach? Like, how do I need to remedy the mistake I made? That's number one. And then number two, what do I want to do moving forward? How do I want my finances to feel moving forward? What do I need to do? What system do I need to set up to accomplish that? Because like I said, just because you made one mistake now does not mean that's your identity and that's your destiny for the future. It's just a moment. It's just a moment. And when you work through that, I find that the shame melts away again. So we have two ways to manage shame, right? Number one, we work through it and we remedy what we did wrong. Or number two, we realize that we didn't actually do anything wrong or foolish, that our financial situation is actually normal. Which again, like I said, is 90% of the time. And it's why I talk so much about taboo subjects that many people feel shame about is because I want to help alleviate those beliefs. So we have a remedy. But what happens when you are actively feeling shame? You are actively feeling humiliated or distressed because you are actively believing that you did something wrong or foolish. There are two big things that people do, two big actions people take when they're feeling ashamed. Number one, they avoid. Number two, they hide. This is particularly interesting to me as a coach who has a group coaching program because when my clients are feeling financial shame, they hide. They stop submitting their cash flow reviews. They stop getting coached on coaching calls. They stop posting questions in Slack. And as you can imagine, that's not super helpful for their growth, right? If you stop showing up to the coaching that you paid for, well, it's kind of hard to learn and move forward, right? It's not impossible, but it's kind of hard. (laughs) So when you are avoiding, it's not really helping you. 
when you're hiding from being seen, it's not really helping you. And and I understand why people do it, right? If we're feeling ashamed because we're feeling like we did something wrong, of course we don't want anyone else to see that. Of course we want to hide. We don't want anyone else to judge us. We don't want anyone else to say, yeah, you did do something wrong. Yeah, you are foolish. Why did you do that? Or on the flip side, we avoid financially because we are afraid of judging ourselves. We're afraid that the moment that we log into the bank account or the moment that we log into the credit card and we see, right, we see our shame, that we are going to judge ourselves more harshly than anyone could possibly judge us. I have been there. I'll tell you guys a story. Um, I was about 20, what was I? Like 24, 25. And I was working full time. And I don't know why. I, I cannot tell you why. But I was so shameful of my credit card. I didn't even have that big of a balance on it, but I something about it was just triggering me and I felt like I can't deal with this. So every time I would get an email from Capital One about my balance, I would ignore it. I would ignore it. And I would tell myself it's okay because I have auto pay on so that at least the minimums are getting paid. So I'm not gonna, nothing bad will happen. So I'm just gonna keep ignoring it. And I remember like the notification would come up on my phone and I would like swipe it away. And like I said, it's not even that there was a huge dollar amount on that card. I just, I couldn't deal with it. I didn't want to look at it. And, and then a couple months later, I got a notification from Experian, I think, or one of the credit, um, one of the credit bureaus that watches your credit score. And it said, your credit score has decreased. So I went and logged in and it said that my credit had tanked over 120 points. I went from being like high 700s down into the 600s. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I remember I was sitting at work in San Francisco in a little office space, and I started scrolling through my credit report trying to figure out what could possibly tank my credit that much. And then I saw it. I saw the two missed payments I had on that Capital One card, the card that I had been ignoring all the emails from. I missed two payments, 60 days past due. So I run and I log into Capital One and I see that there is just $200 on the account. I could have paid it, but I was in such deep avoidance that I didn't look at it. And I ended up paying it off right away and that was a mistake that I'm still dealing with because because of the nature of the delinquency, it was two missed payments that stays on your credit for seven years. And I remember the shame spiral that came after that because I did do something wrong and foolish, right? My shame was justified. And I remember calling my fiance being like, my now husband being like, I... I just tanked my credit. I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. It ended up meaning that we couldn't get a mortgage for the house that we wanted right away. And I I remember feeling so bad about myself. I remember feeling so bad. And I remember telling myself if I had just gotten over that avoidance and looked at the damn email 30 days ago, this would have never happened. I could have avoided this whole thing, but I was in avoidance of even looking 
And I didn't have a coach at the time, right? I didn't know about mindset work. I didn't know that this is what was happening. I didn't know how my brain was working. And the only thing left to do after that was apologize. I apologized to my husband for basically jeopardizing our chances of getting a house at that time, which we didn't get. We ended up waiting a a while longer. And then I ended up remedying it, right? I fixed the systemic problem that happened. What happened was my um, my monthly auto draft payments failed because I closed the checking account associated with it. So I fixed the system problem. I fixed, or I apologized to the person that I felt this affected as well. And then I worked on forgiving myself. That's all I had to do was work on forgiving myself because there was nothing else left to do. And I didn't make it mean I was bad with money. I didn't make it mean I was bad with debt. I didn't make it mean anything. I just worked on forgiving myself and moving forward. And my credit has increased a lot. We're back in the 700s, (laughs) y'all. We are over the biggest hump. And it's only getting better as, as months go by and months are being put between that incident and now. Um, So believe me when I say I know what it feels like to have real ramifications of foolish or wrong behavior, but also you don't need to make it mean that that is your identity. You really, really don't. So if you are in a shame spiral right now, you'll know it. You'll know it if you're in it. If you're in a shame spiral right now and you are avoiding something or hiding from something, I want to invite you to move through the discomfort because I know it is uncomfortable to move through the discomfort and show up again. Come back to your coaching programs. If you're in Six Figure Saver, come back to Six Figure Saver. Raise your hand, ask for help, or at the very minimum, stop avoiding the thing you're avoiding right now. And like I said, I know that there is a temporary discomfort in doing that, but believe me, there is a further discomfort in continuing the avoidance and the hiding cycle. That is far more uncomfortable and has far more real ramifications. Um, And remember too, when you come back to your coaching programs, no one is judging you as harshly as you are judging yourself. Everyone wants to see you win. Everyone wants to see you win. And the more you show up and get coached and participate, the further you will be faster. The further away you will be from whatever incident has caused the shame, faster. I have seen it time and time again when I look at my clients who are improving the fastest, they are also the ones who are showing up the most. They're getting coached when they need help but they're also getting coached when nothing is wrong. They're also just saying, hey, can you talk to me about my brain today? <laughs> this is what's going on in my life right now. Any red flags? This is what, How should I think about this idea that I have, right? They're the ones who are consistently showing up and that is well within your power to decide to do today. No one is stopping you from doing that. And if you're my client, I am so excited to see you back. And I just want to, I think I'm going to harp on it one more time. I just want to remind you one more time. The definition of shame is the 
a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And I want to remind you that 90% of financial shame, 90% of the behavior that you think is wrong or foolish is actually normal, especially as an entrepreneur. Many of us have grown up in a society that doesn't cater to entrepreneurs. And that makes sense, right? We're not the majority. But so many of the money stories that we have, so many of the money advice, so many of the rules of thumb in society about money were not written for entrepreneurs. They were written for someone who gets the same paycheck every other week. So we really have to take that into account when we're asking ourselves, did I actually do something wrong or do I just not know that this might be normal? Because that alone will alleviate so much shame. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, give us a share, give us a shout out, give us a review. I don't know much about the podcast SEO game, but do what you gotta do. (laughs) And I will see you guys in the next episode. 